This is Cartel Conversations, the Micro Model Railway Podcast with your hosts, Ian Holmes and Tom Conway. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Well, I think that covers every part of the day wherever you're listening. Uh, Welcome to episode 38 of Cartel Conversations, the podcast of the Micro Model Railroad Cartel and the Micro Model Railway Dispatch Ezine. Joining me tonight, as usual, is my co-host and creator of the Micro Model Railroad Cartel, Tom Conboy. Good evening, everyone. I hope everybody's doing well. The summer issue of the Dispatch is out now, and I have to say that I really do like the redesign. It looks great. Of course, outstanding content from all the contributors for issue nine as well. So big clap to all of that. It was a nice issue. <laughs> it turned out pretty good in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I think most people will have seen the redesign now and uh, it seems to meet with uh, most people's approval. Yeah, I really noticed the difference uh, when I was proofreading. Uh, I was really blown away by the redesign cover. That was something you didn't share with us until after you had published it. So uh, that was really nice. I really liked the look of that, and it looks good, and it's definitely easier on the eyes as well. Yeah, well, I had to give you some kind of surprise uh, to keep me on the edge of your seat, so to speak. But, yeah, it really is much easier on the eyes now. I mean, uh, it really helps when like, I'm putting everything together and uh, forget which reader of the dispatch alerted me to this tinted pages and different typefaces for people with uh, reading disabilities. And, uh, well, if it's improved things for people with dyslexia and such like, then that's great. But for yes. a personal level, it it really, really, really helps me a lot when I put everything together. Yeah, excellent job. I also want to mention that if you're not a subscriber to the dispatch, you need to be. That way you get the issue earlier than those who wait for general release, because that's usually about a week earlier. So subscribing is very simple. It's free. And just send a request to Ian at mmrdeditor at gmail.com. Yes, indeed. I'm waiting for your email and waiting for your articles for the next issue of the dispatch as well ah, so it's been a long minute tom since we last talked so uh, <laughs> how are how are you doing on a project updates it's been a long minute since we last talked because well basically i was going through the peak weeks of uh, marathon training and uh, you know uh, you get so like focused on that and you're doing really long runs i'm going out and running 20 miles or so on a sunday morning and yeah you get focused on that and you just don't feel like doing anything else you know it does it takes a lot out of you both physically and mentally i mean but uh, i've got my marathon out of the way i finished in my goal time so i was very happy with that and uh, however now I'm onto a new training cycle and I'm using a new training plan and um, getting ready for the Twin Cities Marathon at the start of October. And this new training plan means I have uh, more time and I've started something new. Might even be another seven day model railway project. Remember what those were like, Tom? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you see, my wife and her sisters and cousins and an aunt have all gone away on a week's girls only vacation to the San Juan Islands out west, you know, and they've left me to my own devices. So I've started a new 16 millimeter scale layout on the kitchen table. I decided not to build an extension to the challenge layout, but to start anew. And uh, and you can follow this on my 16mm uh, scale footsteps blog. Uh, there's glue setting on some projects for the layout right now, so that gives me spare time to talk micro layouts with you. For those who are following the blog, they'll know that I've been building a uh, tipping dock, which is the main feature of the layout. And uh, I cut the timbers for the tipping dock. They're all basswood strip. And I went to the local hobby shop. No idea how much basswood strip I would need. And so I bought the correct size strip and I bought seven of them. So that's seven two feet lengths of basswood strip. So that's two foot times. So that's 14 feet of basswood strip. And I cut it all up. Two days later, I was back at the hobby shop buying another three lengths of basswood strip. I took ten lengths of basswood strip to do the timber deck for the tipping dock. I mean, this is one of those things about going up in scale. You know, you you are in taking more time to do these things and uh yeah and you're also underestimating how much how much strip would you need to do these jobs but those who have seen the blog and seen the pictures will know that the deck for the tipping dock really does look quite good and it's been worth the effort i think yes it does look good I'm finally back to working on model railway stuff. It's uh, here in central United States. It's getting quite hot and humid. And that's the time I start staying inside and I start working on uh, model railroad stuff again, stay inside in the nice cool air conditioning. But I'm getting started with scenery on my Owensville terminal micro. You might remember that. That was supposed to have been my challenge layout for last mm-hmm. year's challenge. I've actually um, got into the scenery work. I've applied plaster cloth to the terrain contours that I had created with foam. I used to use the rock molds, but I've really gotten into using patching plaster. And then I go ahead and, and put that on wherever the foam is or wherever I've got the uh, plaster cloth. And then I started doing rock carving. And I really like that because it's a little easier to custom fit things where, you know, if you have the rock molds and you, you cast those a lot of times, you know, you've got to either break, you know, the castings apart and then glue them mm-hmm. and do all that and then have to fill plaster in to fill them. And I'm really getting the hang of it. So I really do like that. And I think there's just a lot of versatility with carving instead of using the rock molds. Mm-hmm. And I also find it quite fun and relaxing. I decided to go ahead with an autumn scene. I went ahead and uh, recently was uh, up in St. Louis and picked up some additional scenery supplies that I was needing. And I started putting together some trees and I'm using super tree armatures uh, from Scenic Express. And then I purchased last year uh, some autumn leaf flakes from Knock. Both of these products are excellent and I really like the look of the trees. I think it's a very realistic looking tree. And I'm also uh, operating my larger shunting layout, which is not a micro. But um, with that heat and humidity here, it's a good time to stay inside. So I've been doing some operations with that, and it feels good to be modeling and playing with trains again. So um, these 
super tree armatures, Tom, that you talk about. Is that like the seafoam uh, plant? You know, I'm not sure what it's from. It might be. To be honest with you, I don't know for sure. And you could I, be 100% correct. I, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because actually I uh, I was looking at the price of uh, that stuff, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it's not cheap, the seafoam for, for trees. I found that on YouTube there are several videos out there about what you have to do to grow your own seafoam. Because I've looked, I've looked at these the seafoam product, and then, I've, and then yeah, I don't know why, but I actually found like grow your own seafoam on on YouTube. And there's three or four videos out there on YouTube, and I thought, well, you know, I could get the wife to grow this plant, and then I could use it on on the model railway. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be excellent. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. The Micro Model Railway Dispatch is the journal for those interested in the designing, building and operating of Micro Model Railway layouts. Released four times a year and full of inspirational layouts and articles, it's your gateway to the world of micro layouts. The dispatch is free and available for download from micromodelrailwaydispatch.com. There you can download the current and all back issues. You can also show your appreciation and support for the magazine's future through buymeacoffee.com. In addition, you can be placed on the mailing list to access the magazine early by contacting the editor at mmrdeditor at gmail.com. Our annual Christmas micro layout challenge is well underway and looks like now we're just under six months. Actually, I think we're just under five months to go and details about the contest are posted on the micro model railroad cartel Facebook group. And that's under the features section at the top of the page. It's, it's a little easier to find it there than scrolling through all the posts. I need to get started uh, with mine soon. I need to put away last year's challenge. It's too late <laughs> to enter that one and I need to start this year's challenge. And that's what I really need to do. But a big thank you goes out to Ken Hutnick for the ON30 boxcar he sent me. I just want to say thanks again, Ken, for that. And uh, that will more than likely be what I use on my pizza challenge layout. Unless, of course, I change my mind again. But uh, (laughs) the first thing I need to do, though, is get started on a baseboard. And I'm not quite settled on what material I'm going to use, but... uh, I'm going to take a break from foam core on this. I, I I want something a little more durable. Not that mm-hmm. foam core hasn't done me well. I don't want anything super heavy. I've got some three quarter inch birch plywood, but I don't want to even fool with that. That stuff weighs a ton. But I need to get a rail bending tool since I'm going to have to work with some tighter radius. And uh, I was looking at those. Ken made a recommendation to me, and I was checking out the mm-hmm. prices, and they're kind of on the pricey side. I even looked at somewhere else; they're even more expensive. Then again, maybe I'm just being a cheapskate. I mean, uh, frugal. Maybe I'm just being frugal with my uh, hobby budget. So, now that you've just mentioned that, I've seen them for like hundred, hundred and fifty, yes. two hundred mm-hmm. bucks. But uh, I think I bought mine. I'm trying to find. I'm just uh, if you if you talk amongst yourselves for a minute, uh, listeners. I am trying to find the uh, rail bender that I bought on ebay and well, it's it's 50 bucks it's 54 okay. bucks but that's the cheapest one i've seen and uh 
It's done. I think that's the one I looked at too. I think there's one on eBay that was in the fifty dollar to yeah. sixty dollar range. So, mm-hmm. but that's that's the cheapest I have found. So, and uh, I used it quite extensively on my uh, challenge layout last year when I was assembling that. I have to say that it works perfectly. So you don't need to spend two. To 150 to 200 bucks on a rail bending tool. If you want any more details on that one, Tom, I'll pass them along to you. That but uh, good. yes, you are not so far on with your Christmas challenge layout, and I'm not so far on with mine either. I mean, I've got a circle of track on a circular baseboard, and well, it's a lot more than me. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we are not setting a very good example at the minute, no, are we? No, we're not. <laughs> we are not doing that. But if you are on the Facebook group and you are planning on building or you're in the process of building, feel free to post any of your uh, progress that you're making. It doesn't have to be completed at this point. Feel free to share that, and uh, you'll find all that information on the Facebook group. And I also have the instructions uh, posted at the Micromodel Railroad Cartel blog page. Yeah, yes, yeah. So an almost seamless segue there, Tom, into something I just wanted to have a quick word about. And that is you mentioned blogs and Facebook Mm -hmm. and all that. And so it's like it is the role of social media in our hobby, you know, because there's that new threads thing came out the other day and it got me thinking, you know, about the way social media has taken over our hobby you know there's all there's like too much of it now you know i'm on rm web and ngrm online and lr press in france for for forums i've been on like so many others it's all these scale specific forums that there are out there and such like you know but it's so so darn difficult to keep them in order, especially when you're somebody like me who flits around the scales like a butter around flowers, you know, you know. <laughs> and then there's just like so many Facebook groups out there, you know. It's impossible to keep everything in order, you know. And you think there's lots of people who are seeing the same thing on different forums and getting fed up with seeing the same thing all the time. And then there are some people who aren't seeing things because they're just not on the right forums. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I think it was much easier in the old days, you know, when everybody had blogs, you know, the blog format still takes a lot of beating in, in my book. You know, there's many, many a good blog out there. I mean, there's many that I prefer to check over facebook and i check some daily yeah but some people want everything on facebook or on a forum and you know and if if you don't give them what they want then they're not interested one of the things i always liked about blogs is most people who post on blogs you can really get into their heads about what they're doing Mm -hmm. because you know though there's actually text along with photos yeah and, and i think that's great but one of the things that i've noticed especially with mine is that there has been a big drop-off of visitors. It's just I'm not getting the traffic anymore. And in just my opinion, it seems to me like interest in seeing and reading content in the blog format is starting to die out, especially if there's more text-based content than, you know, necessarily photos, even with photos. It seems to me that people only want to view photos and not have to read anything Mm -hmm. uh, related to it. I kind of understand that. I'm... um, I'm actually a visual learner, 
Yeah. And I love videos because it's like, don't tell me how to do it. Show me how to do it. And that's always been the way I've always learned that way. Mm -hmm. uh, reading something is a lot harder for me to, to figure it out. But if you show me a picture, I can do that. Uh, and of course, video is definitely a visual format. But one thing I've noticed about videos, especially on YouTube, they usually don't get watched in their entirety. As a matter of fact, most times, if you get two minutes on a video, you're pretty fortunate, at least in my experience, it just uh, the average viewer just watches for 30 seconds to a couple of minutes and mm -hmm. they're out. Those longer videos that you have, you don't get much traffic that way. And uh, despite the fact that I do like visual formats, I still like to read. I like to read mm -hmm. articles. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are missing out when they rely yeah. on just that visual aspect of social media yeah. over the more detailed content found on many blogs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You know, the, I have a little pet peeve of mine. You know, it's like you'll put a post out there with the picture and then a link to the blog which mm -hmm. explains how I did it. And uh, somebody will post against the picture. That looks great. How did you do it? <laughs> well, if you go to the ruddy blog, you'll find out you ding back. That's because you know? they're only looking at the pictures. They're not reading the text part. <laughs> how do oh. you learn the technique unless you read how somebody did it? That's like the one time I put a picture up on Facebook I'm not going to say where it was or anything. It wasn't on the cartel group, thankfully. Mm -hmm. I had put one up, and I put, here's my HO scale switching layout. And somebody put in the comment section, what scale is it? And I'm just thinking to myself, uh, did you actually read you know, yeah. the, the post, or did you just look at the picture? And mm -hmm. I have to watch it because I can get really snarky with that stuff. Uh, you know, I, I'm a retired school teacher. So that kind of stuff is like, did you not read? What? <laughs> I have to watch that. But I, I now see, that's the thing. I notice that more often. And it's not just younger people. I see that even with older people. And I've had that with people that I know that'll look at stuff and they'll say something. I'm thinking, well, all you had to do was read what I wrote above the picture or even read the caption I had on the picture and you would see what it was. But yeah. <laughs> that's my pet peeve, too. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we can only try and change the world one person at a time, Tom. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'd be curious to know if anybody out there is uh, that has uh, blogs, if, if they're experiencing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've got way too many things out on Facebook and I try to vary up my content. I, I try not to, you know, heavily cross post, uh, mm -hmm. believe it or not, there's some people who will follow you on one, but they don't see something on another. And yeah. so I try to vary things up and, and I've done that too, Ian, I've done that where I will show a photo and then I'll put the link in there for, you know, how I did it or, you know, mm -hmm. the write up on it. And I get almost no clickbacks, you know, yeah. click throughs to it. And it just, uh, I just don't know if that's just the thing now that people are just, you know, show mm -hmm. me a picture. I mm -hmm. just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So listeners, let us know your thoughts. That's all we can say. Yeah. Get some discussion going. All right. Anything else for this evening? Um, well, the, the usual appeal for contributions for the autumn issue of The Dispatch. I've got a few already, but I can always take plenty more. And I have also received my first submission for the Christmas special. Excellent. we got a winter layout coming. Send your articles in, people, to me at mmrdeditor.com 
at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments, we would absolutely love to hear from you. You can contact us at one of the following. You can email the show at microcartel at AOL.com. You can also leave a comment at the podcast blog page, and you can find that at microcartel.blogspot.com. If you use Facebook, be sure to join the Cartel Facebook group. Just search for the Micro Model Railroad Cartel. It is a private group, so you will have to join before viewing the group content. Please be sure to answer all three questions in order to join the Cartel group. From Ian and myself, thank you for listening. I didn't hit the cough button. <laughs> Get ready to talk, and I'm starting to cough here. Of course, that will all be cut out, and none of the listeners will hear that because I'm not going to put that in there.